Welcome to Next Level Greatness, the podcast. Around here, we'll be talking about all things expansion, going from good to great and from great to greatness. I'm your host, Barbie Collab. Get ready for your next level. Let's do this. Why we sabotage. Three reasons why we sabotage our desired result and what we can do about them. I am in love with this topic. Coming from the health and fitness industry, I tend to get messages from people saying, I was doing so good, but then for some reason, I always sabotage my behavior. This is not only an issue in health or in the fitness industry, it's rampant everywhere. And it's not just a question of a certain level of income or education. No, there's an expression with new levels come new devils. So let's dig into this beautiful, juicy topic. What are some of the things that we do in order to sabotage ourselves? In the fitness industry, for example, let's say you have a desire to lose, say, 30 pounds. And just when you seem to be getting results, you start eating junky things or you start maybe having a little bit too much alcohol. You do something that gets in the way and then you never see your results. This could also happen in business. Let's say you have a business, an online business and you start not paying attention to your clients, or you abandon one of your groups, or you are neglectful with a certain behavior, or in a relationship, let's say you started seeing someone, or something's going really well in your relationship, but then you kind of freak out about intimacy, and then you start doing things that make the other person doubt you, and then you create problems in the relationship. Those are all examples of sabotaging behaviors. Just take a second to think about your own life and ask yourself, is it possible that I am sabotaging myself somewhere in my life, in my relationships? It could be with your spouse. It could be with your children. It could be with your partner. It could be with your health. It could be with your business endeavors. I mean, there are so many different parts to us. So where in your life could you be getting in your own way? That's the question. One of the reasons that we sabotage ourselves is actually, it's not your fault, but I really believe in radical responsibility. But one of the things that I see is that a lot of times we are trying to go against our own nature. I'll give you an example. So I am currently teaching my course Unchained. And in traditional goal setting, we set the goal and then we get the goal in a very masculine way, which is go, 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 do, do, do. And everything that I've ever learned has been about structure. I mean, I've done all the programs with a 90-day this, and I actually have a client who is in my course who said the same thing. I mean, I could have made that statement. I don't want to badmouth any system because the system is not the problem. For example, I'll just admit it. I loved the book, The 12-Week Year, 
the author of the book, I spoke to him personally. First, I want to give him credit because we had a conversation on the phone. I hired a 12-week-year coach. This was years ago, and I got on the phone with him. What he told me was that me holding on to my gifts for myself and not offering my gifts to the world, and in the context of this conversation, it was a mastermind. So I actually started a mastermind as a result of this conversation that I had with the author of The Twelfth Week Year that turned out to be a beautiful mastermind where it was about five women. We did it for a few years. They got beautiful results. And he said, you were put on this earth to give. So give. He's a Christian man. I'm not religious, but he just said it is our duty to give. Anyway, that was a beautiful experience. So I am not knocking the 12-week year. I'm not knocking any kind of 90-day program. But what I realized for myself is that I am someone who does not thrive in very, very structured settings. And there are individuals that freaking love charts and graphics and having their daily to-do list, and they know exactly what they need to do at 9 o'clock, and then what happens at 9.45, and then they're going to go take a walk at 10, and then at 12, they're going to have this lunch, and then at 5.15, they have to do this with the kids, and then at 7, it is dinner time, and they get upset if dinner is not on the table by 7.30. If this is you, rock on. If this is you, that is awesome. But the reason that we tend to sabotage ourselves is because we are going against our very nature. That doesn't work for me. And yet we're taught that one size fits all. We're taught that we're supposed to be really structured. For the person who is like me, who thrives with like just a little bit of structure. So I need to have some kind of structure. For me, it's enough to say, I'm going to get my work done from 12 to 3. Because I tend to be, oh, this, this is really changing, but because I tend to be probably through programming more masculine, I like to work, I like to drive, I like to be driven, I like to get things done, I'm very linear, I have to schedule in a little time of nature. Otherwise, I won't go outside the house. But I have learned that if I try to be something that I am not, I don't fare well. I don't do well with that. Whatever it is that you want to achieve, when you come up with a plan for yourself, the question to ask yourself is, is this sustainable in the long term? Let's talk about food for a second. This is something that I see all the time. I'm on a diet. I'm eating keto. I'm eating a plant-based diet. Whatever the thing is, if it doesn't feel like a good fit for you, if you feel that you're on a diet, that you're being restrictive, there are rewards to that. You get results really quickly, probably. You feel good that you're being so disciplined. But is that sustainable? I had a conversation with a woman recently through my body business, and she was telling me, she's like, you know, I just don't have the willpower I used to be so disciplined and I was doing this kind of diet and then I just can't seem to do it. And she was beating herself up for it. And I said, it's not your fault. I truly believe 1 million percent, 100 percent in eating according to your metabolic type, customized nutrition. 
And so that's an example of not knowing any better. I was going to say not being true to yourself, but also not knowing any better. You can only exercise willpower for so long. But if you're doing something that's against your nature or something that is against what your body actually needs, it's not a question of you being weak or strong. It's a question of something not being right for you. And I want you to apply this to any area of your life. Is this sustainable? Okay, you might say to yourself, growth happens outside of your comfort zone, but is it suffering? I'm all for going to the edge. I'm all for pushing yourself to grow and to get a little bit uncomfortable. But are you in pain? I mean, is it torture? Because at this point in my life, I don't want to do anything that's going to feel like freaking torture. I want to be challenged, but I don't want to be tortured. And some things feel like tortured. So if someone told me that I had to go back to a system that I've used in the past that I was able to do for just a little bit, which was to write down like the count, the number of people that I was talking to and do like a little Xbox on every time that I did this activity and that activity, I could probably do that for a week. And that's probably what has happened every time. You are a powerful being Ask yourself, what is something that I can do to make it fun for myself, to make this enjoyable for myself? And so let's talk about sacrifice. Let's say that the only time that you have in your day to work out is 4.30 in the morning. Okay, for me, that's not sustainable. Not at this point in my life, I'm not doing it. But if it was the only time that I could do it, the only time that I could fit it in, I would ask myself, okay, what do I need to change in my life? What do I need to rearrange in my life to make this possible? Because if it feels like sacrifice and only sacrifice, and I'm not feeling the rewards, then I know that I'm not going to be able to sustain that over the long haul. So I would probably rearrange my schedule so that I can go to sleep earlier. I would have my workout clothes or probably sleep in my workout clothes have my coffee machine ready to go, and then get that workout in. So there are things that you can do to make things that are uncomfortable extremely challenging a little bit better. Newsflash, you don't have to suffer. You don't have to kick and scream your way to success. Your life gets to be enjoyable. Of course, there are things that happen. Of course, there are times that you do have to give some things up and that it's not going to feel good. But in general, when we're talking about goals, it should feel challenging. It should feel fun. It should feel empowering. And you know that. You know you're not a victim. That's not my audience. My audience doesn't get victimized or doesn't feel victimized or like they're victims of circumstance. But I think sometimes we forget to think outside the box. Okay, let's move on. I love this topic. The second reason that we sabotage ourselves has to do with unworthiness. We say that we want one thing, but there's a part of us that doesn't feel that we're worthy of having that thing. And so you can do all the things. You can change all the behaviors. You can do all the activities. You can have all the strategies. But at the core... You don't feel 
that you are worthy. This has to do with shifting your identity. There's a scale in the neurolinguistic programming. It's called the levels of change, where at the very top is consciousness. So you have to change your consciousness. Then I feel like that's getting into like a spiritual level. So for the sake of this podcast, we are going to go to the next level, which is that of identity. And then at the very bottom is changing the environment from bottom to top. So it's changing the environment, changing your behavior is the second from the bottom up, then changing your beliefs and your thoughts, then changing your identity, and then consciousness. When people try to effect change, they want to create something in their lives Let's say you want to stop doing a certain behavior. You want to stop having wine at night. And you're like, okay, well, I'm just not going to buy the wine. So then you're going to train that with a different kind of behavior, maybe snacking. The same thing with business. You say, this is the result. I want to have a seven-figure business. So these are the things that I'm going to do. And you do those things. You start engaging in those behaviors that are going to produce you invest in a me- that are going to produce the results. Let's say you invest in a mentor, you invest in a mastermind, you take all the courses, you're doing all the actions, you're involved, you're in a different environment, you are changing your behavior, you're taking different actions. But guess what? You haven't done any of the identity work. The identity work means who are you? Who are you being? So the way to shift that in order for you to stop sabotaging yourself is not by forcing yourself to it. It's not by beating yourself up. No, in fact, you need way more love. It's by doing the identity work. So I'm going to give you a few questions that will help you reflect on who it is that you want to be, because that's the way that you're going to be able to stop sabotaging yourself and actually get the results that you want. So let's take relationships, romantic partners, so spouse, boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever. And you want a better relationship this year with your partner. Let's just say partner from now on. You could, and I was talking about this in my course Unchained, you could have a date night. You could tell your spouse, I want our relationship to blossom. Let's start having a date night once a week, once a month, whatever the thing is. So that would be an example of you changing your behavior. You're getting yourself into a different environment. But if you are showing up to the date as someone who's always nagging, someone who is just focused on the problems, and you are not focusing on who you want to be in your relationship during the day in your life with your person, then the date night is just a thing. It's just an activity that doesn't mean anything. And you know what? Maybe that's what you want. But I'm a deep person. I love real, true change. And I know that you want that for yourself, whether it's in a relationship or something else. Continuing with the example of the relationship, I would ask these three questions. Who do I want to be in this area? In this case, it's the relationship. How would someone who is, say, loving, 
kind, passionate, behave. So yes, it has to do with behaviors, but it has to do with someone who is kind, loving, passionate. What kinds of behaviors would they engage in? And what kind of activities would this person engage in? What kinds of thoughts would someone who is loving, passionate, compassionate towards their partner, what kind of thoughts would they have? What kind of beliefs? Because if you think, oh, my husband just really, or my spouse, my wife, my partner doesn't really care about this stuff and he doesn't really care about a relationship. He just wants this or that. Well, those are your beliefs and whatever it is that you believe, that's what you're going to attract. And your partner is not going to be inspired to step into the greatness that you see in him or her. Let's take that example in business. Let's say you want to create a six or seven figure business wherever you are, and you don't actually believe that it's possible. Deep down in your core, you don't believe that it's possible, but you're doing all the things. We already talked about that. You're taking the masterminds, you're doing the strategy, you're working extra hard. So how would you shift your identity? I would begin with asking the question, the same question that you can apply. So write that down. Who do I want to be in my business? I want to be a dependable leader. I want to be a leader of leaders. I don't want to be a leader of followers. Okay, if I want to be a leader of leaders, how would this person behave? What would this person believe this person would believe, a leader of leaders would believe that the people that he or she is attracting are capable, that they also lead themselves. I see stuff on the internet where people say things like, you could just invest in your health instead of investing in a Starbucks. Well, that's not very empowering. That's not speaking to somebody's power. How would a leader of leaders speak? And that's a question that you might not have an answer to right away. But if you consider yourself a leader, just start noticing the kind of things that you respond to. And this is where I am right now. I will happily tell you this, that as I am stepping into my fitness and health coaching again, because I have been working it all year, but I took bit of a step back to really assess, I'm a different person now. I'm ready to attract human beings that I can walk shoulder to shoulder with. I'm not babying them. I'm not mothering them. And that requires a different language. And I've been able to do it in my online courses. The women are leading themselves. I don't babysit if they don't do their quote unquote homework, then it doesn't get done. But I attract leaders. And so you can fall in love with this process of becoming who it is that you want to be. Back to the three questions. Who do I want to be in this area, in business? How would this person behave? How would a person that owns a six-figure business behave? How would a person that owns a seven-figure business behave? What kind of activities would they engage in? Low-level activities, high-level activities. And you know what? You might actually have to do some homework because if you don't know then this is where the work for you lies. Another reason that we tend to sabotage ourselves is because of the fear of leaving people behind, the people that we love 
But not only people, but also circumstances. It is fear of the unknown. Needing to know is very masculine energy. If you need to know what's going to happen and how it's going to happen, and you need a lot of predictability in your life, that is very masculine energy. And we sometimes proudly say things like, I'm a control freak. I am actually a recovering control freak. Feminine energy is the unknown. Can you embrace the unknown? So if you are afraid of change because you don't know what is on the other side, I want to share with you that you get to decide who it is that you want to be. You get to create that person. Why would you become someone that you don't like? It's not like you're being possessed by something. You get to decide. You're in power. You're in control of the person that you become. And right now I have an image of money, like money is going to make me a bad person. Well, only if you're already a bad person, money is going to make me greedy. Well, only if you're already greedy. But what if your friends don't like who you are? You know what? I have to tell you that sometimes that might happen. And personally, I'm okay If I outgrow people and they cannot support me in my journey and they're not happy for me, I'm okay with moving on. That's a question that you have to ask yourself. Are you ready to grow and what comes with that? Because there's a part of you, there's something inside of you that really wants to grow. Are you willing to embrace the unknown? And I want to invite you to do some of this work around identity And then also to examine your thoughts and beliefs around what you think is going to happen if you become thinner, if you show people how successful you are, if you step into your greatness. What are the beliefs that you have around that? And can you come up with more empowering beliefs? I've been hearing the sentence over and over again. I don't know who the source of this is, but beliefs are thoughts that we continue to have. I think it was Dr. Bruce Lipton who I heard say that, and then I was listening to Abraham Hicks, and then they said that. But beliefs are thoughts we continue to have. So change your thoughts. Can you choose thoughts that are more empowering? And that requires a level of awareness. So being aware of that little voice in your head that's talking, that's telling you that things are like this, that things are like that, that people are going to act this way, that they're not going to be there for you. Can you tell your mind to stop? You literally can say stop, delete, and say a new affirmation, a thought that with practice will become a new belief that you are always supported, that on the other side, there's something beautiful waiting for you. And remember that the people who love you, who are really and truly meant for you, they're going to love you, whether you're rich or you're poor, whether you're successful or you're not successful. I can absolutely tell you that I have maintained the relationships that I was supposed to maintain, and it hasn't mattered. I have friends from the time I was 14 that are still in my life and some are not, but the relationships that matter, they're still here and they've gotten stronger. Ultimately, that's what I want. I'm here to expand. I'm here to evolve. I want to call on your courage. Can you be courageous to step into your greatness? Woo! I just got goosebumps. I think this is a good place to end. 
I want to invite you to my workshop. I'm having a workshop called Magical 2023. It's going to be a 90 minute or 120 minute, I would leave two hours just to be safe, workshop on setting goals and coming up with a vision board. It's going to be amazing. It's $111. I'm going to put the link below. And I'm so excited. I'm so excited about entering into 2023 with clarity. So if you're looking for like a mini crash course on goals, goal setting, to create your vision board and you want to step into your freaking greatness in 2023, the link is below. Also, join me in the Magnetic Portal. It's my Facebook community. Thank you so much for listening. I absolutely love you guys. I will see you next time. If you loved this episode and if you're loving my podcast, I would love for you to leave a review. They really do make a difference in spreading the word and having more people be impacted. Also, I'd love for you to join me in my Facebook community called The Magnetic Portal. You can find the link in the show notes. I'll see you next time.